welcome to How to Become More Podcast. Welcome everybody, Francois from howtobecomemore.com with the podcast to make you the MVP of your life. Today we're sponsored by my monthly LinkedIn event called this month, why some succeed and others don't the flaw with proven success formulas. This is an encore demanded again and again because of the power that it contains on why some people succeed and others don't, even if they have a success formula. Wonderful. It's tomorrow. The link is actually in the chat. If you're looking in the chat right now, if you can, or it'll be in later on, that is fine. Today, again, welcome all entrepreneurs. And one of the things that is the major impact of what we want to do, sometimes we have guests, sometimes it's just me on my soapbox, but it's to help entrepreneurs understand the following. As entrepreneurs, there's a family of us. It's different than employees. We don't have the paycheck that comes all the time, but we write our own paycheck. Nevertheless, the price to pay with this is that we need to be consistent in the actions that we're taking. And sometimes it's not that easy. We have habits that are not conducive to what we want. And if people ask most entrepreneurs, so how's business going? I would say the 99% of us will say it's going great. While in the meantime, we are like a duck, meaning on top, it's all cool and everything. But at the bottom, we're paddling like crazy because we need to make things happen. We want to make things happen. Entrepreneurs are the heartbeat of life on this planet Earth. Everywhere that entrepreneurs are, they have heart-centered, service-driven businesses like you, ladies and gentlemen, listening today. I don't take you for granted, but let's figure out that the entrepreneur journey has got lots of obstacles, challenges that are happening. And so unless we reflect on them and we understand that other entrepreneurs have such challenges, then sometimes we feel that there's something wrong with us. There is nothing wrong with you. And actually I was talking to someone recently saying that you try 10 things and out of those 10 things, eight will fail miserably. One will maybe make something out of it and one you'll knock it out of the park. What does that mean for each and every one of us? That we cannot say I take one or two action and expect great results. Take at least 10. Once of those 10 is down, now you start to get enough data to understand that you can succeed. So it's a numbers game of doing action. Continue again and again. And as you continue, then success will lure at the end of your tunnel. And as you continue towards it, you will one day rest beneath the shade of the tree and eating the fruit of the tree that one day you only planted that seed. That's what we're here to do, to empower you to continue to do what it is that you do best. All right. So today I have, I'm going to share my screen for those that can see me live. And for the others, I'll be talking. If you see the screen, that's fine. And if you don't, that is fine as well. Okay. So today I want to touch on something that is very powerful and I call it as others do as well, the four proven habits of successful people. There's four proven habits. And so there's two, there's two things that I just said. Number one, they're proven. That means it's just fluff. 
but it's something that has been proven time and time again through years. And the other one is habits. If you can concentrate on what the habits means, that means it is something that you do without effort, without thinking, without much thinking power. It's a habitual behavior. And there's many kinds of habits. Some that are driving us towards the goal that we want to get to, and some are driving us away from it. Identifying it is one of the things that I help my clients do so much from the cure, C-U-R-R-E, and the second one, U, is uncover hidden challenges or the habits that are stopping your growth. And that's how we connect together and finding out. If you ever want, you can actually get a hold of me, howtobecomemore.com, schedule a call, and we do something about it. So back to the four proven habits of successful people, not any type of people, but successful people. Welcome to this little class here. So we're going to learn today the four habits that you need to form, what motivates success people and how to make decisions that get results. Okay. <clears throat> so questions you might ask yourself. And this time, if you're driving, don't do this, but if you're not driving and listening to this, or even if you're driving, but I mean, is uh, be careful that what you're doing when you're driving, it's important, your safety and the safety of people around you. Questions are the answer. The questions that we may ask ourselves enable us to consider new perception, perspective, options, ways of looking at things. And so one of the questions for you to consider right now is think of how can I avoid failure? Just pondering this question for what? How can I avoid failure? Some might say success leaves clues. Uh, stop doing the things that are sabotaging my success. Find help. Get a coach, a mentor. And since success leaves clues, who does what I want to do and is succeeding at it? So how can I avoid failure is a good question to ask yourself. How about this other one? How can I manage success in my new or existing business or career? How can, this intrinsic in this question is something powerful. It says, how can I manage success? That means that success is part of it. So it enables you now to focus on the, what I like to call the 80-20. 20% of what you do creates 80% of your results. And so find out what it is that you can manage with those 20% so you can magnify it. You see how questions help us to understand how deeper we can succeed? How about this one? What do I need to do? to become a success. Inherent in this, this question is, what do I need to do? So there's action. You know, it's good to concentrate, relax, meditate in order to plan the things that we want to do. It's paramount that we do it. Nevertheless, we need to do, meaning taking action. And action is part of success. All right, so what is the common denominator of success? And just to start things off is the secret to success is not hard work, but it may be one of the requirements. I'll repeat that. The secret of success is not hard work, although it may be one of this requirement. So if you think that only working hard is going to actually make you successful, think about some people that are doing a lot of things that are leading them nowhere, even though they're working really hard, they don't have the success that they desire. But as I said, it might not be a, a requirement, but it's a hard work that is, but it might be part of it as well. So 
Are you trying to make others successful when you don't know what the secret to success is? That's interesting. So why do people have all the qualifications but fail miserably? What this question does is enable you to, and not in a judging way, but in an introspection way, to look why is it that some people have all the qualifications in the world, yet they're not succeeding. So through using a magnifying glass, we can look at their habits. Very point that we're going to touch on later on. What is it that they're doing? How come? Or what is it that they are not doing? And then you identify these things, you list them, you think. Most people don't think. Uh, Bob Proctor used to say 2% two of the population think, 3% of the population think they think, and 95% of the population would rather die than think. Whoa. So thinking is something that not many people do. So using it is to your advantage, making you rise above others. So now this is the gist of everything we're going to be talking about today. The secret of success of every successful person lies in the fact that, and here it is, drum roll, they formed the habit of doing things that failures don't like to do. I'll repeat again. So what's the secret of success of every person that has been successful? It lies in the fact that they formed the habit of doing things that failures don't like to do. So they intentionally did something. They formed something. What a habit of doing things. You see that doing is still there. So we can rationalize and talk about all sorts of things, but we need to take action. Well, look, do the things that failures don't like to do. Let's unpack this a little bit more. The things that failures don't like to do are the things that you and I and other human beings, including successful people, naturally don't like to do. So this is a comfort for all of us that the things that failures don't like to do are the things that you and I and other human beings, including successful people, naturally do not like to do. Therefore, we don't like to talk to people about something they might not want to talk about. And that's a normal thing. It's the natural thing. But any reluctance to approach someone to suggest a change in their activity or to persuade them to take a new approach is caused by this one basic dislike, which is what? <laughs> we don't like to talk to people about something they might not want to talk about. This is a natural not liking situation. Now, your paradigm locks you into a way of thinking and seeing how you interpret things. Basically, a paradigm is a multitude of habits that we have that controls our habitual behavior. And it keeps us locked in. I like to say sometimes as it's the glasses that you wear that enables you to see or focus on things to the uh, exclusion of others. For example, if you put reading glasses on, it's going to be easier for you to read. But if you look, try and look far with reading glasses, you can't. You need to remove the reading glasses so now the things that are far can come into perspective. That's what our habits are. They enable us to see things in or out of focus according to where we actually put our attention. 
So right now, those of you that don't see the screen, I have I and X. I have I and X. And I says, what's this number? I and X. You go, I and X. If you know Roman numerals, you will say, oh, that's number nine. But if you don't, then I say I X. Make a number of I X. You might be very inclined to put an S in front of it to put, oh, it's six. That's the number. So we complete any data that is not uh, fully in front of us with our memory, the things that we have, our habitual behavior. If I say IX is, is a number, you say IX, not a number. I say six. All right. So now we are completing it. That's from our habitual behaviors. So now let's get into the subject of the common denominator of success. Success people, successful people are influenced by the desire for pleasing results. So successful people are influenced by pleasing results. Failures on the other side are influenced by the desire for pleasing methods. So you see one wants pleasing results. The other one wants pleasing methods. And the one that wants pleasing methods are inclined to be satisfied with such results as can be obtained by doing the things they like to do. This is where the difference between forming the habits of failures don't like to do. Failures, and sometimes I fail myself. Sometimes you fail as well. So check this out. Sometimes you say, okay, I got a list of things to do. Oh, oh yeah, they're pretty good. This is going to be an easy day today. I'm going to talk to two people and I'm going to uh, present myself to the appointments that I have. Those are pleasing methods. You just show up and you do it up and that's good. There, there's no exertion on your part. And then it's like a checklist. Okay, this is done. This is done. This is done. All right. I had a successful day of doing things because Francois, you said that we need to do things. So I've done them. So I'm successful. But those are pleasing methods. If you look at successful people, they're influenced by the desire for pleasing results and pleasing results means they no longer take excuses on the actions that they take that don't produce the results that they want. If they say I need to, for example, enroll one client this week and comes Friday morning and says, well, it's not happening. So I'm going to slack off. And at noontime, I'm hungry. I'm going to take lunch with friends and, and just go. That's those are pleasing methods. Pleasing results is you need to have that client. Therefore, you definitely need to put more actions into it and actions that might not be to your liking. Doing more follow-ups, uh, calling people, being creative and communicating with others. And so as you're doing these unpleasant methods and you consistently do it and you create habits of doing them, now you're creating pleasing results. I'll repeat it and think about it and concentrate yourself on this. Successful people are influenced by the desire for pleasing results. That's when you succeed. There's no excuses. You either make money or make excuses. You can't make both at the same time. Failures are influenced by the desire for pleasing methods. Oh, I worked six hours today contacting people. Yeah, what happened with it? You got any appointments? Did you talk to people? Did you actually find out what it is that they want? Can you serve them? And if you can't serve them, did you direct them to someone else that can help? So, so the pleasing methods are things that is on a checklist. And then we finish the day says, oh, I did 10 things today. Oof, I'm tired. Well, these are pleasing methods and therefore they will not produce the results that you want. So successful people are influenced by the desire 
for pleasing results and failures for pleasing methods. Let's be aware. And now that I've given you this information, you're now aware and you can self analyze yourself. All right. Now, another tip to help, because we said that the uh, successful people are influenced by the desire for pleasing results. Let's dig on this a little bit. Successful people have a purpose, a strong enough purpose to make them form the habit of doing things they don't like to do in order to accomplish the purpose they want to accomplish. What does that mean? If you have a big why, a big goal, a big reason, you know, I want to make a difference in people's lives. You can hear it all these weeks in my voice that I am passionate about giving you information that will make you think, hmm, is what I'm doing getting me in the direction that I want or not? And then you can do something about it or get, get a hold of me so I can help you streamline what it is that you're doing. But successful people have a purpose and that purpose needs to be strong enough. And once that purpose is strong, guess what? It enables you to form the habit of doing things you don't like because the purpose is bigger. We're going to unpack this a little bit more. It's called commitment. You see, the strength that holds you to your purpose is not your own strength, but it's the strength of the purpose itself. Because if you and I are trying to force our way to success, we're going to get exhausted. But what if we were to be pulled towards our success? How can we be pulled? How can you be pulled? It's the strength of the purpose that you have. If you have a big enough why, it will pull you through the challenges. It will make you go through the difficulties, the challenges that are inherent to all entrepreneurship lives, your life, my life, and everybody else that's in business or professional. We all hit walls and it hurts. Sometimes we're bleeding. The nose is broken and, and we're not, and it hurts and we want to sit down. Therefore, it's the strength of the purpose that we have that'll make us keep going so that we can create the results that we're looking for. Your reason why. Do you believe in what you do? Do you believe in what you do? And if you're not passionate about what you do, and maybe it's time to change, or maybe it's time to reignite the passion that you once had with what you do. When you do that, you're going to start to form the habits of wanting to create pleasing results, not pleasing processes. Every single qualification for success is acquired through habit. People form habits and the habits forms their behavior, therefore their future, their results. Forming habits is paramount to your success, my success, and everybody else's success. Every single qualification for success is acquired through habit. And so now the success habit for any area of achievement can be divided into four main groups, the four common denominator of success. Here they are in business. Number one, contacting habits. Number two, calling habits. Number three, persuading habits. And number four, working habits. Now let's unpack them. Number one, Contacting habits. If you have not deliberately formed the habit of contacting those who need what you're offering, regardless of their wants, then unconsciously you have formed the habit of limiting your contacts to those people who already want what you have to offer. And 
in the marketplace that is only 3% of the population. And that's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. Everybody is going after those 3%. What about the other another 97% that are out there? And by the way, let's put this at, at rest for everybody. 30% of people will not buy or want the things that you want that you sell or that you offer, even if you gave it to them, even if you paid them to have it. So that means that 30% of people will always say no to what you got. So when people say no, that's okay. They're part of that 30%. Now the 67%, if we do the math, you know, it's 97 and minus 30 is 67%. Those people that might be interested in what you got, then it's your ability to communicate with them that will transfer into a lot of success or not. Because if you don't, you're only limiting your contacts to those people who already want what you have to offer. That's only 3% of the population. So therefore, you need to deliberately form the habit of contacting those who need what you're offering, regardless of them being aware of it, wanting it now, but they have a need for it, but they just don't know it yet. So your communication needs to do. That's one of the classes that I form people, enrollment script, how to communicate effectively with people. You can reach out to me if you want to find out more about this. Let's continue. Habit number two, calling habits. Unless you have deliberately formed the habit of calling on people who are able to do what you want them to do, but who may be unwilling to listen. So now we're looking at people that have the ability to make a decision. So if you talk to a secretary in a, in a business that you want to have, uh, you want to make contact with and you ask her to make a decision, she is not the one or he is not the one that's entitled to make that decision. You need to find the decision makers. So unless you deliberately form the habit of calling on people who are able to make a decision or to do what you want them to do, then unwillingly, you are unconsciously, sorry, you have formed the habit of calling on people who are willing to listen, but unable to do what you want them to do. So in essence, you're talking to non-decision makers. They might be really interested. Oh, this is great. I love this. Oh yeah, the company would surely need something. So you want, oh, it's not me. It's not me. Oh, you were in a conversation with someone that was so interesting. Remember the first one that we talked about pleasing results, having conversations with people that want to listen to you and are all ears is something that's very pleasant. Well, I've talked to, to many people today and it was great conversations. What, what happened with it? Are you following up? Are they clients? Will they be clients? Are they interested? And if you couldn't help them, did you refer them to someone else who could? See, serving the people. Everybody on this call is heart-centered and service-driven. And that's the difference that will make you a success because you're helping others. Like Zig Ziglar said, help enough people. Get what they want and you'll get whatever you want. But you come second. Your people around you, they come first. So calling habits. Make sure that you call on people who are able to do what you want them to do and maybe unwilling to listen. Now you become to, you need to become creative on how you can get them to listen. But that's another story. All right. Next one, which is persuasion habits. Unless you deliberately form the habit of calling on people determined to help them. You see that that sentence is amazing. You deliberately need to form the habit of calling on people when you are determined to help them see why it is in their best interest to take a particular course of action. You need to be convinced yourself. Is what you do good? Well, if it's good, then, then convey that 
to people so they know that it's good. Otherwise, if you don't do that, you'll unconsciously form the habit of calling on people while you are in a state of mind in which you are willing to let them make you see their reason for not going along with you. And when we talk about objections, well, people have objections. Objection is only them telling you, tell me more. I'm not convinced yet. They're not saying no. It says, tell me more. I'm not convinced yet. So when people come with objections, that means you need to reframe what you're talking about and make sure that you understand their needs. Understand their needs and their wants. What is it that they want? What is it that they need? And then you need to fulfill that. You become the tool that fulfills you, the channel through which this is being fulfilled. And by doing so, your persuasion habits go up. But before any call, make sure that you're determined to help them. Why? If you have a solution and someone has a problem, you have a solution, someone has a problem, and then you're not creating a deal out of this, well, then it's a lose-lose situation. What do I mean? They lose because they leave the conversation still having the problem, and you lose because you are not helping them. It is a lose-lose situation. That's how you approach being determined to help them. If you know that what you have helps them solve the problem that they got, then make sure that you communicate effectively so that by seeing it, now you're helping them. You're making a difference and it is a win-win situation. You win because you're helping them and they win because they're getting the help that they so desperately need. Persuasion habit. Develop them. All right. Last one, working habits. Well, as to working habits, if you will take care of the other three groups, the working habits will generally take care of themselves because if you want to communicate with people, contact people, and then persuade people, that means you're engaged in actions that are moving the, the needle and they're going to produce results rather than pleasing processes. You're into pleasing results. And that's what these four actions are doing. It's going to help you with your follow-ups, with your prospecting and the way that you serve your clients. So they want to refer people to you because of the quality of the service that you do. This brings me to the knowing doing gap. There's a big difference in between what you know and what you do. What do I mean by that? Well, you have a goal. You want to talk to people. You want to make sure that they has a difference in their lives through the products or services that you offer. And so you know what to do. I need to contact them. I need to follow up. I need to all the things that you need to and persuade you. You know these things, but yet the reason why it's not happening as fast as you want is because you're not doing them. And by the knowing doing them, you know what to do, but you're not doing it. And if you reflect upon what I just said, basically what is creating that gap is that you have not formed the habit of doing the things that are necessary. You have formed the habit of doing pleasing things rather than pleasing results. And that knowing doing gap needs to be filled. But what causes that knowing doing gap? Well, it's your paradigm. And the paradigm is a mental program that has almost exclusive control over your habitual behavior. And almost all of our behavior is habitual. I'll repeat that. What's stopping us is our paradigm. What's a paradigm? Paradigm is a mental program that you have, that I have, that everybody has, that has almost exclusive control over our habitual behavior. And almost all our behavior is habitual. 
there's a lot of uh, words that go out there and says, how many thoughts do you think we have during a day? As some say anywhere from 60,000 to 80,000 thoughts during the day that we have. But guess what? 95% of those thoughts today are the same that you had yesterday. That's why people keep on getting the same results again and again, because it's our habits. It's a habitual things. That's why we need to form new habits, new habits. So how do you change those paradigms? How do you change those habits? Basically, let's go to in the mind. There's two parts. Of course, they are more than two parts in our mind. But to make it simple, we have the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. And so through the conscious mind, we decide on a new habit. But if you make a decision in your conscious mind of doing something, it's just a it's, it's not happening yet. And then what we need to do is install that new habit into our subconscious mind. And we'll touch on this. The main thing is repetition. Repeat in action again and again and again. It's going to become habitual. And then the more habitual it is, the more it's going to be easy for you to do it. And then it's going to, as you install a new habit, since it's a new habit, guess what? You're doing new actions. And those new actions are creating new reactions, which are improved results. If you keep doing the same thing, we've heard that before. And since the knowing doing gap is going to kick in right now for you. If you keep doing the same things, expect different results. It's the law of insanity. So I know that. I know that. But what we need to do is introspection. I'm on your side here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm on your side to make some introspection on this. If I continue to do the same things, how can I expect different results? It's a wake-up call. We need to decide on a new habit. And then once we decide on a new habit, we need to install it. How do we install it? Repetition. Doing it again and again. And then those actions become easier. Not that the task of those actions is easier, but that your ability to do it has increased. That's how it's fantastic to create new habits that are in harmony with the results that we want. Because it's not that it gets easier, it's your ability to do it gets better and better. Therefore, you can actually do more. Absolutely. And, and, and so you do more in less time. So one of the secret ingredients to take the thoughts that you have or the habits that you want and to put them into the subconscious mind is with feelings and emotions. Get emotionally involved with that new habit. Get passionate about it. And that will change the way that you feel. The actions that you cause will cause reaction in the marketplace and change the condition, circumstances, and environment. Therefore, change your results, new results, in harmony with what it is that you want. So the common denominator of success, you won't form the habit of making it and keeping it unless, and this is a very powerful anchor, unless right at the start, you link it with your definite purpose, purpose that can be accomplished by keeping it. Again, let's unpack this. What it means is that you will not form a habit and keep it unless you attach it or you link it to the purpose, the big goal. Remember what I said before, that big thing, the passion, the desire that you have. And the bigger it is, it's going to pull you. That's what this is saying right now to you in another form. Unless at the start, you link it with your definite purpose, you will not form the habit. That habit is going to carry through the discouragements, the challenges that you face, that we all face everything. But if you have a big why that you want to do this, it will help you pull through. Muhammad Ali said, it is the repetition of affirmation that leads to belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. 
And so you all remember Muhammad Ali. Some people said he was a loud mouth. What was he doing? It was repeating affirmation and making it so that he was convincing himself and even scaring his opponents. I'm the best. I'm the us. I fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee, and rope a dope. And I'm going to make you. I'm the winner. I'm number one. I'm the world champion. And he kept saying this so much with so much conviction that his opponents were afraid of Muhammad Ali. Uh, hate him or like him, doesn't matter. Use the example. Success leaves clues. And definitely that was a success of using repetition of affirmations. Are you doing it in your business? It's something that can help you. Feelings and emotions are accelerators of new behaviors. And repetition makes it a reality. I'll repeat. Feelings and emotions are accelerators of new behaviors. So repetition makes it a reality. Whenever you're doing it, repeat, repeat, repeat. But we do it with feelings and emotions. That will anchor it even much more faster and change your mindset. It'll become unstoppable. So once again, decide on a new habit consciously. Install the new habit on your subconscious level by repeating and being emotionally involved with it. By linking it to the big goal that you want, the big purpose. And as you do that, your actions will create reactions that are new and improved results for you. Perfect. So, are you ready to start thinking into results? Well, we cannot, and this is Albert Einstein that said this. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. In other words, the habitual behavior that you have that you're doing day in and day out that are creating X results type thing, you continue to get X results until you change that. How can you change it? Let's read that quote again. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. We need to have something new. You have a great product or service. I know you do. People all over the world need what it is that you have to offer. And you are the one they need to hear it from. Will you let them down? You need to develop the habits that failures don't like to do, that I don't like to do, that you don't like to do, that other people don't like to do. You need to focus on pleasing results. And the pleasing results is serving more and more people with your products and services. You got this. I know it. I believe in you. I know you can make things happen. And that's the reason why I'm doing this. There's a, a super class that I'm doing. The link is going to be in the comment below. And the super class is talking about. Uh, some succeed and others don't. The flaw with proven success formulas. And by doing this, we realize that the habits that we have are holding us prisoners to the results that we have. So we need to change them. And as you decide to change those habits, things will start to change. If now is the time that you think you need some help to find out and uncover those hidden challenges that are stopping you from making things happen, book a call with me, howtobecomemore.com, and then find out and schedule a call. Let's get you going. We miss 100% of the shots we don't take. Start cultivating the habits that will make you a success. I believe in you. Entrepreneurs are the heartbeat of society. You are an important tool in making this world go around. I appreciate you. I salute you. I encourage you. And if you need any help, I am here to make it your reality. 
If you like my enthusiasm, you can borrow my energy, my enthusiasm when you're out there in the world and things are hard. And you'll see this is, yeah, Francois can help me on this. I remember him going at it 100%. And if you want to crystallize this even more, we can have a chat, a call, one-on-one, -on -one, and find out how I can help you and give you tools necessary for you to make it happen. This is a great day. This is a fantastic day because you make a decision to do so. I encourage you to keep going. And as I said, in the chat or in the comments, there's going to be a link for you to register for a super class that I have. It's great for you. It's great for the people that you will serve and the people you will become. MVP podcast, how to become more.com, how to become more, make habits of things that unsuccessful people don't want to. This is one of the key things and key takeaway today. And how you do this by linking it to a big goal, a big why. Your energy deep down inside, it's there. If it's not shining right now, dust it off. <sighs> dust off those dreams that have full of, of dust on them and then make them shine to the surface. Make it be the driver that pulls you toward the success because people are waiting for you. Again, I appreciate you. Looking forward to seeing you next week. And until that time, make it a wonderful day. Thank you.